We are live. Dane, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank Vi you for having me. Viper Podcast number three in the works. Yeah. So last time we left off, um, you were working, doing some Viper motor stuff. So do you want to pick it off from there or do we want to start with a little something off the top this time? Let's, I guess, first of all, let's start with what a crazy day. Wasn't it today nuts? Today has been a roller coaster. Uh, well, today and yesterday have been. Just a lot of stuff going on. I think I shot four different scenes yesterday. So you pumped out probably one of the coolest videos That's for good. Viper Energy. Yeah. Dude, that was so sick. Yeah. And you do it in like an afternoon, in like a couple hours. It's it's pretty easy when you've got the base idea already like tucked away in your head. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes fairly simple. So, Where do you get your ideas from? I don't know. Are you one of those people that like when you're working on something, you just kind of dive in right away? Yeah. And then like, the only way to start. Slowly it starts to evolve into something you keep changing like, oh, this would be cool. Oh, this would be cool. Or do you like, or do you take a song? Do you take a song and then like build a video from so there? It, I, it depends almost all the way through. Sometimes like a song will inspire me, but the older I get, the less that that seems to be the case. Um, and the older I get, honestly, the more it just seems to be like, all right, we'll just get the ball rolling and like you'll find yeah, something you along do? the way. Okay, so you picked that song. Okay. Where one, where'd you find the song? Two, where do you start? Okay, you you dump all your files on there. Yep. And there's which is a lot of footage. You so anybody listening, uh Sam and Trent were at Kenzie in my apartment last night from was it five thirty to seven thirty? Eight. Yeah. Eight for two and a half hours and you guys did nothing but shooting. Correct. So that's a ton yep. of footage. Yep. Okay, so you got all this footage, vertical, horizontal. What do you do? What do I do? What I do do? I start going through it, and I do. I personally do what's called selects. So I go through and I find the best stuff. Um, I do a quick color grade to it to make sure it looks good. Um, you know, at least on a single clip, and then I'll copy and paste that onto the rest of them. I just go through and I find like what looks best. A lot of the time, when you work with me, you get a lot of all right, just one more. Mm -hmm. one more take mm -hmm. all right let's do one more and i say that even though we do it six or seven more times right but i pretty much just go through the takes and find what works best and what doesn't work best so. yeah yeah right okay but you got it what i'm saying is how do you f like turn it into that finished product because you have the vid the the part of the video changing at the at like the beat of the music yeah. Okay. So yep. you almost have to know what song you're going to be doing it to in order to like have the video change. A little bit of right? it is. Yeah. Especially so if you know some things are quick, then your shots need to be quick. Mm -hmm. But if the music's slow, then your shots should be slower and a little bit more drawn out. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a couple of tricks that like people in the industry will use, especially if it's sort of uh, like off the cuff project. Um, so I shoot everything in 60 frames a second. It lets me slow it down to like 40% of its original speed. Mm -hmm. So if I have to, I can slow it down, which will cover a gap. Um, I overshoot a lot of stuff. There's a lot that doesn't get used, which is maybe, if, especially if there was a large crew, is a little bit less efficient because mm -hmm. then people are standing around waiting while you're trying to get a shot. But right now it seems to work out pretty good for yeah. me. So. so anyone that's listening that actually understood that, <laughs> You got to be in the video. Yeah. Anybody else that does it was like me with crickets <laughs> while, while you're talking. Yeah. No, I get on the baseline, yeah. but still like you, it's cool when people have the skill that you have 
in any field. Like you have it in video, people have it in photo, people yep. have it in designing. And I always get the same answer whenever I ask like, what's your process behind like taking this huge project and all these files and all these pictures, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and making it into that finished product. And I'll, every time it's the same answer of like, I just have my routine. Like, yeah. I don't know how I do it. I like literally jump in and I design something, it sucks, I redo it, it's better, and then I make another one, it's the best. I think one of the best things I ever did for myself as well was every time I make a new project, it sits in the same template folder. Like, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, there's a file structure that I follow every time, there's a location I put, camera A, camera B, everything falls into the same thing. So every single time you go to work on a project, it's basically just like picking up from where you left off before. Right. Whereas if each time you had to go in and name a new folder and name it something different, you'd start getting lost after a while. Right. Um, for me, it's probably the most efficient thing and best thing I ever did for doing videos is just having a template. Yeah. So, Well, whatever you're doing is working. Thank it's, you. It's pretty sick. <laughs> I want to keep doing it. It's, it's pretty cool. Whatever we're doing um, here at Viper is still working. Yeah, I know. But going off, even the beginning is like, today was just nuts. I don't know why. It was like meeting after meeting after meeting after launch after meeting. Hey, are you open? <laughs> like left, right, do this. Hey, this. It was just, but it, but it's fun. Like now you look I at the clock. I think it was almost it was 2 p.m. before I actually had a chance to be like, dang, hey, I need you for something. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Uh, but a recap of last podcast. So we left off. Um, I was living at my parents' cabin. Mm -hmm. So that was when we were working on the app project. So I was there for about two years, was in their little cabin. Um, again, super grateful for that. You had a roof over your head, a bed to sleep in. Um, dating app, slowly but surely faded away um okay. the reason why is because you had launch date after launch date after launch date that continued to get pushed back pushed back nothing was executed and it gets to a point where you're working on something for so long and you're extremely passionate about it in the beginning and then it slowly fades if you don't see any progress being made yeah you know and yep, it, that's it, a pretty big part of just projects in general yeah and it becomes disappointing you know, it's like, dude, I was super pumped to get this launched. And if it would have, it would have been sick. But now yeah. if it does, I like don't even care anymore, yeah. you know. Uh, so it got to that point where I'm just like, okay, my dad brought up the idea of the motors. Let's order order yep. some, get so them on the guys, way. Last time you guys had ordered motors and yep. I think you had determined that you could sell one a month to pay for rent yep. and be sustainable. Yep. We talked about how motors are on everything, everywhere, AC units, all that everywhere. fun stuff. Yep. Um, Moved in with my parents' friends. So parents' friends' son. Okay. Four hundred dollars yep. a month in rent, and like you said, my mindset was all all I have to do is sell one motor a month. Yeah. That will allow me to pay for rent and maybe put some food on the or groceries on the table. Yeah. Um, so how did that? How did Viper Motors go? Yeah. So then, um, also we talked about how I met Kenzie. Yep. So. As you'll hear in like future podcasts, Kenzie plays an extremely vital role and she played a vital role back then and still does today with like keeping me stable, like keeping me at an emotional state. She has such a great, like she, when, when you talk to her, mm -hmm. she listens mm -hmm. where you can tell when someone's listening versus when someone's not, because the questions that they ask, they put themselves in your shoes and the questions are 10 times different versus somebody that doesn't listen. So like her questions put me on my ass sometimes. Like I don't know how to answer them, mm -hmm. and it's like, damn. Like I'm looking at it from her perspective, and in the moment I'm so passionate about it. We're like, I'll get angry, yeah, and like be like, no, that's not that's not right. Then like an hour or two goes by, and I look at it from her perspective. I'm like, 
okay, like I see where she's coming from, and maybe I was I was wrong there. Yeah, you know. So a quick interesting follow up with that. Oh, I, I had something really no, good. It's gone. It, now it's gone. Yeah. No, I was gonna oh. say. Um, hold on, give me one second. No, take your time. I'll just drink my Viper soon to be Viper Energy. This one has just water in it. But in one month, we will be launching May 17th, Viper Energy will be the best energy drink on the industry. In the industry or on it? In it. In, in the it? industry. It'll be the healthiest for you also. So I was going to say, so she plays a – does she play a counter role? A lot of guys often do, you know, sort of play, all right, here's your problem, let's solve it, whereas sometimes women just want to vent – does she just allow you to vent or does she say, hey, you know, here's your problem. Here's how you can solve it or here's how you can look at it differently. Uh, allows me to vent and uh, like gives her perspective on it. Yeah. Like um, let me think of an example that like let's say there's uh, something going on and men always look at it from like a completely different angle than women do mm-hmm. and which is good because – Sometimes I'll have the emotional state in it still. Like I try to remove all emotions when I talk to somebody about something, um, but she can still see when I have that. And she'll offer advice of like, okay, well, she'll put herself in their shoes. Well, maybe they're looking at it this way. Maybe the reason why they're doing this is because of this. Like she has such grace for everybody that like she brings this whole alternative to the situation where I'm like, holy shit, like I I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. Like maybe I'm being too like, yeah, <laughs> you know, too, too macho, too masculine, right? Yeah, and you yeah, gotta like tone it back a little bit. Tone and, it back. Let's actually put some better emotions into it. So like, make sure it's a functional and usable in the workplace. Exactly. So like, that's that's where we left off. Met her at the gym, um, which was one of the reasons why I moved to Appleton. Um, and then like like I said, she plays not only a vital role back then, but still does uh, today. Um, so moving on, I'm in this apartment. Okay. We have $60,000 of motors coming. Should be here in about six months. I have no job, no income. I have... Well, your job is sell the motors. Yeah, that aren't here yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh have a six-month roadmap that I planned out of how much cash I had. Okay. So I could forward rent, groceries, miscellaneous. How closely were you able to stick to that roadmap? It's, dude, I was tight. Like, I, I, have, I have one thing I want to talk about, like... Where I was was a very hard mental state because, okay, you have this new girlfriend that you're talking with, you're, you're dating, and she has a well-paying job. She was a real estate manager, so property manager, and she had her she had her income coming in. She was mm-hmm. uh, super successful. She used to be a banker. Like, she had this – she had from – like, she had her life on track, and I'm yeah. coming in, just moved – away from my parents. Yeah. I have no job, no income, like nothing. And at that point, like that just totally eliminates like your emotional state, your confidence level. Oh, big time. And then not only that, when she's like, Hey, let's go out to eat. I love it. Like, absolutely. Let's do it. But then when that bill comes dude, back then, even though like 75 to a hundred dollars now is still a lot to yeah. me back then it was the world. Yeah. Like if I had to like Andy Frisella talks about it a lot on his podcast it is hard for some people to like comprehend because they've never been in that state. Mm-hmm. There was no income. Every single dollar that I spent. So let's say we went out to eat. It was a hundred bucks. I looked at at that of like, hey, I have one less week 
I can live in that apartment now. Yeah. Like that hundred dollars was a week of rent. That hundred dollars was one or two runs of groceries. Like instead of looking at it where it was like, okay, that was a good time at dinner, I was like, I don't have money. So like I'm spending money trying to impress this girl and I don't have it. Yeah. So like but like we talked about in the previous in the previous podcast, that is such valuable energy. Take that energy of lack of self confidence, uh, very low emotional state, mm-hmm. and like use that to continue to pursue like towards what you want to do. Yeah. But um, like for anyone listening, this point of time, like this was like the prequel of Viper starting to take off and like build steam. It was probably the darkest time ever. Like emotionally, from the outside you see a smiley do, but on the inside was like, what the hell is going on? And Just mind ter- you not turmoil. Turmoil. You got your friends that have two years of college already in, making plenty of money. You know, they're traveling yeah. over the world, they're doing all this stuff, and you have at, at this point nothing. So continuing yeah, continuing on. At that point, like it was just a super low point. Okay. Um, but obviously was super grateful for everything that we had. Like again, like I had a roof over my head, I had food to eat, and it was it was all fine. Um, but where I wanted to go wasn't where I was. And that was like the biggest driving force of taking Viper to that next level. So um, while she was at work over the next six months while the motors came in, I was at home working on the website, learning about e-commerce stores, learning how I could ship these motors when they come in, where are we going to store them, um, like pretty much all facets of the business. And um, every single day would be like from 5 a.m. to when she was done with work at 5 p.m. We'd go to the gym and then hang out for a little bit. I'll leave her apartment at like 10, go back and do the same thing. And it was it was minor tweak stuff, uh, minor tweaks too. So like, for example, um, like looking back at a lot of the stuff that I was doing, we didn't use and it was kind of garbage. Yeah. But I look at it this way as like, when I would go back, I would make the website 1% better. Yeah. I'd make it 1% better. Yep. And I look at how that impacted us today. How many times do we do website changes? All uh, frequent. Like probably weekly. Yeah. To make it better. Yeah. Oh, it's is good, but let's make it better. But that's with everything. Hey, Sam, these assembly videos are good, but let's, we can make how them better. How do we make it better? Literally. And how we, do we take it up a step? And we've done that, you know? Yeah. So like anyone listening, if you're in the, in those beginning stages and what you're doing may feel so small and you're looking at all these people online on social media and you're like, damn it, like they're there. Why am I not there yet? Yeah. Don't get discouraged. Like continue to push and use that as motivation of like, I want to get there, not out of jealousy of like, damn, like screw those people for being there. Yeah. Like everything you are doing, all those failures, all those projects that you think are worthless will yield in the future. Plain so and simple. How, so you're working on the website, right? In your free time, all the time. How do you as a, as a human being manage to keep focused on doing the right things, not just like sitting down to do work. Cause sometimes that's difficult for all of us, mm-hmm. but how, how do you make sure that when you sit down, you're being efficient with your time, that you're actually making something that is going to be useful. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time you don't know, you know, like you think it may be useful. And then like st- Throughout that process, you like research some more and you figure out something else that would be even better. And you're like, damn, I just wasted a whole day on that. But it's like, if you look at everything of that standpoint of like, I'm not going to do this because it's going to be a waste of time, you will never get anywhere. 
you have to just go and do it. And an example of that is um, come going down the line. So we have day in and day out, like working on it, prepping it, making sure we have shipping stuff ready to go, websites ready to go. Like, how are we going to ship this? Do we need uh, SKUs? What are we going to price them at? What do we pay for them? Like starting to understand margin, doing mm-hmm. research on it, reading books. Um, so we get to the point where it's about two months out, one to two months out, and the pallet's coming in. We have nowhere to store it. So again, for those of you guys starting up, you don't need this huge storage facility right away. Like going back to to having an MVP, like you have to start at bare minimum. So did you just fill your apartment with motors? <laughs> yeah, literally. No, so we, uh, thankfully my dad still had RMD, Rush Machine and Design, yep. so his previous business. Uh, the motors got shipped there, six or seven pallets. He pulled them off, put them in his trailer, mm-hmm. and then drove them up to his garage up in Sturgeon Bay. Oh, wow. And that's where yeah. they sat. So for those listening, Sturgeon Bay and Appleton is about an hour drive. So whenever I needed motors, you take an hour drive, go pack up the car, yeah. and go back to Appleton. Um, but ex- an example going back to what we were just talking about of like doing things that you don't know if they're going to pay off or not or not doing things because you don't think it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. I stayed a week up at my parents. All I did was take photos of these motors now that they're here. So I'm like, I need to get these on the website. Mm-hmm. I have the most janky, rickety photo shoot that you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, what are those jacks called? Like you could buy like those jacks. I put a two of those jacks with a with a, a two by four on top of it and I stacked the, them all and placed the motors on top to take pictures. I used my mom's uh blanket sheets. Yep. Like black yep. blanket sheets. And I had to make sure I had the lint roller there for every time. These things are heavy. They're yeah. like thirty five to like seventy five pounds yeah. for some of them. It's like a midsummer day up in an attic and it's just you know, your beads of sweat. Um but that whole process took a week. And again if you would have saw this photo booth You'd have been like, that is a piece of shit. Yeah. And if you would have looked at somebody else and be like, damn, look at what they have, you would have never even See, that's started. That's actually one thing I really respect about uh, photography is that it's sort of like just taking the available resources. Like that's one of my favorite things, and and seeing what you can make with it. And sometimes, even if the room or the building surrounding you is falling down, all you need is a backdrop and the sunlight with maybe some clouds, and it's like you have a perfect a perfect studio. Seriously. So, like, I made whatever I could with what I had. Yeah. And looking back at it, like, if you zoomed into the photos, you can see, like, cat hair on it, you know? But, yeah. like, yeah. I tried to, like, Photoshop it out as good as I could. But, like, from the outside looking in, you'd be like, holy shit, I'm just going to hire someone to take these photos. I'm going to hire someone to do the Photoshop. And it's like, in the in the beginning stages, you don't have the money for that. Mm-hmm. So you have to do it. Plain and simple, you have to use whatever you have. I used my dad's uh canon that was 10 years old and i think i still have it and we are before you retook the photos on viper industrial that's what those pictures were from yeah right but like we you used what you had and um so that took a whole week and now looking back at it if i wouldn't have done that like one i wouldn't have learned anything about like product photography Mm -hmm. like what quality it needed to be or even having the determination to do what I knew needed to be done. Like mm-hmm. just forcing yourself to do things that you don't want to do helps you tenfold in the future. Oh, big time. You know, I it, think if there's a takeaway from like life in general, it's just do the difficult things or have the hard conversations. You have to, you yeah. know. Um, 
but like in those stages, everybody wants to spend all this money on a on a firm and they want to uh, buy a four thousand dollar camera at the start. They that's what they think mm-hmm. they need to get to that next level. And it's like yeah. what you need is to do whatever it takes with what you have in the beginning stages. You don't have the money. You don't have the money yet to afford the stuff that that you want to do. Um, so yeah, use those cameras uh, or use my dad's cameras. Like this setup was completely janky, but I did what I needed to do in order to get what I needed. Like yeah. I needed photos for the website and yeah, they weren't the best, but it, it got the job so done. So after you started getting the products in, um, were you able to sell any? Did it start taking off at all? Did I, I know there's hidden on the drive somewhere. There's some old Viper motor oh, yeah. motor videos. <laughs> yeah. Viper motor. Oh, we made that one where we tried to represent, uh, uh, or resemble dollar yeah. shave club. Yep. The dollar shave club one. Honestly, that one was pretty cool. Like, yeah. so, okay. That's a great example. I didn't even think of that one. Uh, can you put that in here? Like, can you find that on YouTube? Like, um, or no? Yes, maybe. It'd be sick if you were watching this and we to... and you could put that put All that right, in there. If the video exists, I'll cut it in right here. All right, continue. Sick. So, um, that video, I had my buddy Jeff. I think that yep. you were talking with Jeff. Paid him. I think it was like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks. He was a college kid. Like, that money to him was the world as well at that at those stages. And we shot that in a day. Like mm-hmm. I had these ideas. I wrote a script before, like the night before, and we just shot it. And again, looking back at it, it's like, what the hell kind of video was that? Like yeah. now we see what you're making, but you have to do that stuff. You have like, to do the early steps in order to find out what both you like and don't like about the process and if it's where you want to go with the brand or yep. if it's if it if it's a good advertisement or anything like that. You just have to try and a lot of the time, trying means failing. Right. Majority of the so, time. And you have to fail a lot in order to figure right. out what works. Majority of the time, it's it's failing and learning. Um, but yeah, so then we got on the website. I teamed up with one of my buddies, Zach. Zach Stuck. So he was at the point where he did like all uh, digital marketing and everything. Okay. He knew how to run Facebook ads. So he helps us out on Shopify, you know, help learn, teaches us the ropes. And he starts running ads on them. And they're not selling. And we're like, like we ran ads for probably like two or three, four months. And we're like, what? What? We thought it was him. We're like, what is going on? Why are we not making any sales? I see all these other companies on e-commerce yeah. like blowing up. Yep. And what we didn't realize was that wasn't an e-commerce product. That was a product where people didn't really care about the brand. And your, your home garage guy isn't going to shop online on an e-commerce store that has no reviews yeah. for this kind of motor. What they're going to do is they're going to go to their local store or buy from Granger, one of the big dogs that they, yep. that they know and trust. Yeah. You know? And we didn't realize that at first. We thought that it was a super simple, let's just plug and play, put it on e-commerce, dude, it's going to blow up. Yeah. Second thing we didn't think about is shipping. These things are heavy. Like the lightest one is like 30 pounds yeah. or te- 15 to 30 pounds. The heaviest one is anywhere on 70. Okay. You can't ship a 70 pound box UPS ground. No. You know, it's got to go on a pallet. Yeah. Okay. We didn't know that. So it's like now someone just bought a $400 motor. They paid nothing for shipping it. and we paid $200 in shipping, <laughs> you know? So you, you, but you have to fail to learn that stuff. Yeah. Um. So long story short, the e-commerce side didn't, work and we learned that pretty quickly okay and we pivoted so then we're like okay e-commerce clearly doesn't work now let's focus on what we were talking about before the big machinery who's making these machinery or who's making 
that's not over there. Who's making that? Yeah, machinery? the machines. Um, and we just did local research. Like one of my buddies' dad owns C three, and they make like huge betting equipment. And like through those conversations, though he didn't buy any any motors, through those conversations, you learn what they're looking for, mm-hmm. why they would buy for you, why they wouldn't, and like that started to shape our business. And we knew who to focus on. Okay, bigger corporations already have their contacts. They mm-hmm. already have the best pricing. Like they have the volume breaks, they're buying in hundreds and we only have maybe a hundred motor in <laughs> stock, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're like, okay, let's smoke, let's focus on the smaller dogs, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's this company called Coal Ironworks and they blew up, they make these power hammers for like uh bladesmiths. Yep. You know, it's so like Neil mm-hmm. uh Camamira or whatever, he uses all their all their machinery on his on his knives. Okay. Um and what do they have? They have a two very standard motors that they use for their machines. Hmm. And what was even cooler is my dad had a relationship with them already. So we're like, this is where I want, I want to bring Dylan on in the yeah. future. And we, we can always touch base on this, but, uh, for those listening, we drove my brother and I, cause this is when Dylan slowly started to get involved. I think he was kind of like dipping his toes in the water to see if this could be something we drove in one day. These guys are like, Hey, for sure. Come and visit our shop. Like we'd love to check out your motors, bring a few of them and, and let's talk from there to Indian, from where we were in green Bay to Indianapolis was a 12, 13 hour drive. And we drove there, talked with them for about 45 minutes and drove home the same day. So you have 24 plus hours of driving, no sleep. And all we did was give them two motors. We didn't even sell them. Yeah. So it's like, it's those battles, those like complete missions of uncertainty that you have to go through yeah. in order to grow anywhere um, or to do anything. And we ended up building the relationship. They loved them and they became our main customer for like the B2B side of things. Um, our booth is falling apart. I know already. That's Everybody all right. watching. We got kind of rinkety. Lights in the back that we got to fix. You want to fix them real quick? Yeah, I can. All right, pause the podcast here. All right, got that fixed. Yep, problem solved. So, okay, a couple things. I think we should take a step back or two. Okay, go. So, Viper. Yep. A lot of everyone around the shop knows where the name came from. Yeah. If you're, Dil- if you're an online Save that. customer. Save that. Dylan, Dylan tells the story. Okay. Dylan tells the story. That is a good question. Okay, though. so, but what were your first steps when creating creating Viper? Was it knowing what the product was? Was it just like making a business and charging forward, you know, regardless of what the product Mm -hmm. was or? Yeah. What it was, was like, I had this deep desire to build a brand and I like envisioned having this company and having these awesome employees like we have right now, literally two and a half, three years ago in that apartment in the darkest days ever, I, I dreamt it Yeah. every single night. I knew what I wanted and I visualized it every single day and did all the necessary steps without thinking twice in order to get there. Mm-hmm. If it, if, if I went into something, I would always ask myself, is this going to get me one step closer to that end goal? And if the answer was yes, I would always do it no matter what it was. And majority of the time it doesn't work out. I yeah. say 90% of the time it doesn't work out. Seriously, but you have to do it's it in true. order to get there. So it's like it it wasn't necessarily even the product we were selling, it was 
like that dream, that vision I had of what this organization could be. Yeah. That like drove okay. me, you know. So yeah. Interesting. And it was a lot. Because I think most people don't look at it that way. I think most people look at it from the frame of like, I have a product or a service that I should sell, you know, that it seems popular and, mm-hmm. you know, friends and family always ask about it, like, mm-hmm. you know, and then they they look at it from that way versus maybe like not so much yeah, in the way that you have. Right. And very true. And I and I agree with that, and that's what happened with Viper Chairs. Okay, which we'll get to is like yep. that product solved a problem. Yep. Where Viper Motors didn't. Or I mean, it did. It was just like at that stage of my life, I didn't have anything. So like whatever was presented, I'm like, all right, let's do it. And that was the first thing that was presented. Yeah. And then like that kind of cult in that moment, like I cultivated what this could turn into. I I dreamed as big as I possibly could of like what our building would look like and mm-hmm. the employees we would we would hire and the brand that we would build. Um, and then Viper Chairs comes in and, and falls in and then it's like, wow, this product solves a problem. Where the motors was like just kind of scratching the itch of like, okay, I don't have anything to do. Let's, I want to build something. Here's a product. Okay. Like at the doorstep that I can do it with, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely if you have a, like a solution to a problem. One of the greatest pieces of advice my dad gave me is if you have a a solution to a problem, more than likely there are a million other people in the United States that have that same problem that you could sell to. Hmm. And that has always yielded true on everything. And what people need to realize is how big United States is. Yeah. And the market. So if you want to get a good idea of how big it is, just take a flight anywhere. Take a flight anywhere and make sure you're on the window seat. And when you're about to land, look out the window. Yeah. You see all these cars, all these buildings, all these houses, all these people. That's the market. And all you're seeing is a little pin drop in the United States. One city at a time. One little city. Dude, people need to realize how big the United States is and that even if there are other products in the industry that you want to tap into, that doesn't mean that it's already done. Correct. You can, you are you. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it a lot. Like with Wine Library, he came into that and people disagreed with him because he would tell it how it is. If he didn't like a a taste of a wine, he would say it tastes like shit. Or he would say that it tastes like, uh, what do you say on one of them? A hockey puck. But he was brutally honest versus like, oh, this has a sweet, bitter taste to my tongue. Like typical people yeah. would talk for wine and that blew up his wine business because he was being himself. People yeah, could trust his, honest. his honest opinion. Yep. And, but not only that, he brought his unique twist to the industry. People wanted to, to learn about Gary. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be associated with Gary because they liked him. That's mm-hmm. his brand. And that's what, that's with anyone launching a product into any industry is have your brand. Yeah. Like have your, your own unique style and don't look at somebody else and try to copy them. Use them as reference for sure. But like if you have motivation or you're inspired by another company, use that as exactly that motivation, but don't try to be like them. They're them for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like we always reference first form, but we're not trying to be for first form. No. We're taking what they're doing, seeing how like we like what they do and the quality of it, and we're using it for ourselves in our own unique twist. Yep. You know? Yeah. I think that's a, a really good approach. 
So especially for people early on in business, I think if you can model yourself after somebody successful, you know, whether it's a person or a business, you know, I think it's a good blueprint. Obviously, at the end of the day, be yourself. Like, if you're not a ruthless business person, don't pretend to be one. Right. You know, be yourself. And, you know, if you're compassionate or empathetic or whatever, you know, realize right. that that's your form of business. Like, that's how you're going to do it. But, I mean, it's. I think you have to sort of model yourself after, you know. Absolutely. For, for pretty much anything. Like in every aspect of life, 100%. From, from business to creativity to personal. I mean, my my video style is not like, you know, exclusively like Sam. I mean, I, I've probably grown based off of, I couldn't even tell you how many, like right. how many different photographers or videographers. I saw something and I was like, that's so cool. I got to go try that. They use this inspiration. Yeah. And right. then I go and try and make something and it it's like, okay, well, this doesn't look like what they made. Right. But it, it but looks it's you. like what I made. Right. Yeah. And I might have taken some ideas or, or whatnot and learned something new from that. Definitely. You carry that forward into like whatever you create tomorrow. Absolutely. You, know? you say that, but I, but I feel like when Brent comes, so we have a new mm -hmm. uh, video editor coming in, I bet if you guys were to edit the same chunk of raw video, I would be able to tell which one's yours and which one's his. Oh, without a doubt. Because you just have your style. You have your the way you cut clips, mm -hmm. what you focus on, See, and, and he, what you don't. And he will too. And exactly. But they're both – there's not a right or a wrong. They're both good yeah. in just different ways. Yep. You know? Um, and that's like, that's like a key takeaway of this of like if you're launching either your own personal brand or your own product or whatever it is, don't be intimidated by the other – competitors out there. I know where you're at because that's where I was with Viper too, mm -hmm. is you have nothing. You truly have like, all you have is debt. You have these motors sitting there, whatever you have, you have your R and D done and you're looking at these bigger brands. You're seeing what they're doing. You you're seeing who they're hiring, the videos they are producing, and it creates this internal anxiety. I've been there. It's, yeah. it's one of the most difficult darknesses to deal with, but use that for motivation and truly take it. Like, I'm so glad we're doing this because dude, where we are right now, I envisioned. Literally. Like That's where we are right now is about. I envisioned. And where we're going is I hope where I envisioned too. <laughs> because it's some pretty cool shit. Oh, we're all behind so you, Dane. Dane. So lead us down a good path. Let's go. Like that's the thing is never stop that envisioning, even when you get to the point where you envisioned when you were when you were just starting. Yeah. Like it's it We wouldn't be here without it. Well, we're creating an energy drink. Like it's crazy to say this because I was listening to people saying the same thing when I was getting started. I'm like, dude, it's such a long journey. It's going to take a while. Yes, it does. But, dude, one step at a time, you will get there. It's going to take even longer if you never start. If you never start. And it takes day by day by day. And, I mean, Saturdays and Sundays and not going out on summer sometimes. If you're building this brand, like, it means cutting out your, your group of people that you always associated with in high school or college. It means complete tunnel vision on what you want to do, what product you're building and where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. That's it. You know, I feel all these people all the time, like they'll be like, I want to start a business or I want to start, I want to launch a, I just don't know what I want to do. I don't know what, what product to start. And it's like, sometimes when you try to force it, that's when it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're just trying to do it just because you see other people selling it. What is unique to you? 
You know, what do you, you want to sell this product, but do you have that vision of building a brand or are you just in it for the money? Yeah. You know, there's, there's a huge difference, which will steer you in one way or another. Like what are your true motivations inside? Maybe you're not a business person. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not supposed to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you're the best house builder ever. You know, just because there's this trend of e-commerce and all this stuff doesn't mean that you have to you have to hop into it. It's just the same thing with the fidget spinners. Mm-hmm. Like I all the time people will be like, dude, this fidget spinner made a million dollars or two million dollars and three million dollars. I'm like, yeah, but that's there's no purpose behind it. Yeah. That's fluff money. It is. And that like what we're building it's knickknacks it's, it's pocket change you're literally just walking around asking for change like, it is and while you might be providing a product it might be a business like right like what is it what is it actually though right and if like if that's what you want to sell if you're passionate about fucking fidget spinners like yeah go after it go hard after it but so maybe you're you're passionate about building these fidget spinner brands maybe it's a fidget spinner maybe i, I remember the people that would have that the little thing on back of their phone. What was that? Yeah, pop sockets. Little pop sockets. If you're in, if you have passion for these trinkets, there's a ton of money to be made. And I'm sure you could build a successful brand behind that and feel fulfilled. But like my main question for you is what makes you feel fulfilled? Where's your purpose? Again, it doesn't have to be a business. Is it house building? Are you the best? Are you the, do you make the best steak at your, at your restaurant? So, and that's, I think, Something that is really important for people to understand is just because something is trendy or popular or like easy to do or gets followers doesn't mean you should do it. It honestly means you should like look at it, consider it, but then say, okay, this isn't something I would want to do. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing no. wrong with not following trends. In fact, I find it more respectable. I mean, the only reason why I got into video is I used to do it. In my basement, right. like as a kid, right. and I never thought I could be a career. And then, I mean, Instagram got popular sort of at the same time when I was like, oh, like, you know, right. I could take pictures and post them online and, you know, they could get traction and I could get followers. It could get big. You know, there could be brands paying me to do stuff. And it's like, like, which was exciting. That was sort of like the fuel on top of the fire, but the passion was already there. Right. You know, there was just the medium that allowed me to sort of express it and and practice every day and get better like you know i probably i mean if the internet didn't exist would i have done photography as a full-time career probably not because i don't ever think it would have crossed my mind as something feasible especially being from the midwest the the creative aspect is always sort of like minimal like second place to to the hard work or the work ethic 100 percent. i want to i want to steer off of off of that so going to your backstory you were working at uh, <clears throat> a news station, mm-hmm. right? So you're on the side, you're doing photography, All you're doing time. videos on your free time. You know, you're traveling, you're doing nature pictures, etc. You had this passion for creating just beautiful photos and videos, yeah. you know, and, and going out in nature, you enjoyed doing yep. it. And then you're at this nine to five job that was paying the bills, mm-hmm. you know, but you still, you, you didn't feel alive yet, you know? Yeah. Like, because from what I heard, like, you're like, kid, they had the oldest of the old equipment. Like, what I was filming wasn't the most satisfactory ever. It's funny you say, like, that, like, even at the news station, right? Like, I would go out and film my news story, and there's a certain amount of things you have to get done in a certain, like, time frame. But, like, when you say, like, you're doing it on the side, like, 
I was doing it in between news stories. Oh, you were? Like, I was, yeah. like, pulling up my camera. I was like, oh, I'm out in, in Greenville today. Like, there's a cool park here. Like, yeah. I'll just go, like, park the car. I got my story done. Like, right. I'll go snap some pictures around sunset. And it's like I, I would literally just go do that. And, like, we had it, especially if I was driving the news van, there's an editor in the back of the news van. I'll just toss together my stuff real quick, get, right. it, get it done, like, send it to the station, and then, you so, know. So look, look at that, like. That right there tells you what your true passion is. Oh, without a doubt. So like, okay, if you're so excited to do something that you're doing it in between your current job, maybe that's a a freaking yeah. ringing bell that that's what you're yeah. you're meant to do or that's what you love. And not only that you 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 have been doing that for like a month or two, you probably did that over a year or two years. Yeah. Probably, it, it wasn't just probably almost, probably more than that. It probably wasn't a, a like a fad. It wasn't a phase where no. you you learn something new, you're super excited about, it, and then it wears off. Like you had this deep desire, this deep passion for photography and video. I I love when people have a lot of hobbies. I don't mm-hmm. like my hobby. My career is sort of just photography. Like I love doing it. Like I do it commercially here. You know, we yeah. do product shoots. We do everything you can think of under the sun, which yeah. lets me like practice nonstop. Um, but on the side, I love doing, like you said, like nature stuff. I love going out and hiking. I love like being outside in the wilderness. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it just like sort of makes me feel alive. Right. And, um, but with that being said, like if I didn't have all the practice with, from Viper, like yeah. I would be like genuinely like years behind. Right. Like there's no way I would have ever gotten to be as good as I am without like sort of the like cracking the whip like right. you have to do it every day like there's no sitting around not doing it yep so so i i was never in like a 9 to 5 and i would love for you to express where you were at so then anybody listening that's in that same 9 to 5 where your headspace was so you're at this news station and so you I can cl- tell you you clearly have this deep desire for photo video like where was your mindset at like did you have faith or hope that like you knew something was going to come or like what was your like plan before viper if viper never came like what would you have okay so done yeah i can sort of i'll just i'll remind a little bit so like 2016 i started as like a news photog at a local station Mm -hmm. and before then i had been on the floor crew so you sort of work your way up and the photog spot is like the like get out from doing the same thing you get to drive a news car you know you drive around town it's exciting like Oh, quick, go to a fire, go to a, you know, right. like all this stuff. Boom, boom, boom. You're all over the place. You're behind the scenes with a camera, which is actually something I've always loved doing as well. But um, I just, like, got sick of it. And it mm-hmm. felt like I worked my way up to this photog position, and then I got out and did it. And a lot of the time you're what's just photo- like – What's photog? Like a photographer, oh. like a field photog. Uh, Duh. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, kind of explain yourself. But you're just sort of, like, running circles in order to do, like – what felt like really menial work, right? right? And, like, there was times when I was driving, I, I'd be in Green Bay, it'd be 10.28 at night, and 10.29, over the radio, they hear a call about a fire, mm. right? And they're like, all right, well, you're done at 10.30, but we need you to go down to Appleton to get this. Well, Appleton's from Green Bay is a 30-minute, 30 35-minute drive, right? especially from the station that I was at. Um, and then, so you drive down there, fire's already out. There's no footage. Missed it. Call up the, you know, call up the producer and you're like, dude, there's nothing here. Like, the, the fire department's gone. There's no smoldering rubble. Like, right. like, what do you want me to do? And he, they'd say, oh, well, just call me back. Like, 
You, you don't have to get that. And it's like, so like, what am I doing? Or you'd go and get it, and you'd catch like the glimpse of a fire, and they're like, oh, maybe this will be an arsonist. And right. it's like, no, Grandma just yeah. fell asleep with a cigarette in her hand and burned like burned the couch. And, just a complete rat race. Yeah, and so. And it, and it was, it felt like such menial work. And I know a lot of nine to fives tend to feel that way. And I felt like I was getting stuff done. I was doing the best I could. Um, but like the equipment wasn't getting better. There was mm-hmm. no option for advancement. Like even if you, you know, continue to work hard, they weren't going to buy you a new camera. There was right. like, there was no incentive to, to get better. There was no incentive to, to produce better quality work, you right. know, because it was the same thing just day after day, just go and get the story and We'll call it quits. And mm-hmm. so at that time, I had started reading some um, some self-improvement books. And I was like, like, I'm done. Like, this job, mm-hmm. I'm like, I Capped am, out. So I'm knocking down the pillars, and I'm walking out. Like, Were you feeling that because you didn't see, like, one, obviously there wasn't a ton of, like, satisfaction or interest. But two, did you not see any room for growth? or no, like pretty much none. Yeah. So like, you're you're capped. You're feeling like you're running around all, the, all over the place. You didn't really I had see a, any room a for personal growth. video camera, which at the time I would have qualified as better. It was the like the DSLR or sure. the mirrorless camera I was bringing along with me, and like, I I would have rather have used that than the equipment that they provided us. Yeah, I think I paid like sixteen hundred bucks total for a lens and a body at the time. Yep, which is like, that is like dirt cheap. For sure. For equipment. And yeah. they wouldn't replace their old old camera equipment. So, like, if, if you look at that, like... It, it's... It, yeah. They so, probably could have kept me around if they upgraded oh, yeah, and, like, allowed me to do, like, a better setup, you know? So that's a, that's a super important note to make for business owners is if you have the financial backing mm-hmm. in order to improve your process or uh, products that your employees are using... You have to do so. Otherwise, you're expecting them to produce highest level quality in the quickest manner with the shittiest equipment. Yeah. Give your people what they need. And I get it. Like, we've been there mm-hmm. where, like, you can't quite pull the trigger. You on can't. Something new. And you can't afford it quite yet. But, like, we were, we were exactly there. But you have to make that leap. Do one by one. Okay. You don't need to buy everybody on the team a camera. Buy one. Okay, they let a couple months go by, build up, build up your finances a little bit, and buy two, mm-hmm. and buy three, whenever you need it. Obviously, when you can. Um, but that is something super important, and I'm glad you noted that. That we learn quickly is you can in the or in the beginning stages, you have to just like buy the cheapest. You don't mm-hmm. have an option because you don't have money. Correct. But like when you do get to that point of hiring higher positions like yourself, mm-hmm. you need the best equipment. And still to this day, we're like we're still just buying lights, yep. you know, because we're just getting buying to those points. Exactly. Be able to upgrade. Yeah. But what that does is allows you to produce better work. Mm-hmm. It allows you to be more creative. Okay, now I have this other light. I can put it over here. I have this light. I can put it over here. I have this extra camera. I'm gonna hit it from this angle too. Mm-hmm. It allows you to create better content, which then helps Viper. So yep. anyone listening, like, always continue to invest in. The products, the process, machinery, equipment that you have at your company. 100%. Otherwise, what's going to happen is, you're, one, your employees are going to be dissatisfied because they're using shit and mm-hmm. they're seeing other organizations get the best of the best equipment. So they're going to be curious of like, okay, maybe we, maybe I should look maybe elsewhere. I go to that Literally, and yeah. like 
they can see see my worth. Um, but not only that, like in order to grow, you have to reinvest. Yeah. And it it sounds like the most common sense answer, but from what I've what I'm hearing, the more business owners that I talk to, dude, it's all about putting it in their pocket. And it's like, bro, if you want to take it to the next level, like don't don't bitch and moan to me about where you're at with your company if you're not reinvesting every single dollar. Yeah. Every single dollar. Like we already have plans to buy brand new machinery out there that's in stock ready to go. It's a huge investment. Okay. We could we could just put that money in our pocket mm-hmm. and walk away walk away with it and keep yeah. operations where it's at. But it's like we have that vision of where we want to be and we're not there. And we're gonna to continue to reinvest until you're up there. Yeah, see and I at some point, you know, if you guys like I you guys started this beautiful like workplace and mm-hmm. I generously think that one day you should be able to drive whatever Porsche you want. Yeah. I mean and eventually. And I, yeah, I know. But like like I appreciate what you like you and Dylan do so much for this like this Thanks, business. Bro. Seriously, well, big time. And it's and it's reverse side too. Like we appreciate dude, like the amount of appreciation that we have for each and every person, it like dude, it's like I don't have a kid, but I could picture it being like this yeah it's like having your kid like score a goal in basketball or score score points in basketball or like score a goal in soccer when you're watching them or ace their huge exam or pass the bar like you feel oh damn is that an hour already that's 50 minutes oh, okay so uh, we'll, we'll finish up here but go we ahead. are i'm just i'm just pumped right now uh but like i don't know where i was going with that where i was going with that is like you're you're like just proud and yep. you're happy to see that all the work that you put in, you have somebody that can share that same passion. That's like you guys coming in here and like Chris is on the phone every single day nonstop. You're up till 10 p.m. some night editing video. Like it's so cool that all of us are able to get yeah. on the same vision and that you guys believe in us. Like having that belief belief from all of you guys, I can't even describe in words how that feels. It's like, dude, this is it's like – it's so obvious awesome. to me, like, and maybe it, it hasn't been to you in the past, or I don't know if it is to you now. But like, there, like, if everything with Viper went down the hole, if the economy went in the tanks, you know, and and Viper ran out of gas, like, whatever new venture you started, I'd be Appreciate right behind that, you, like, ready to Appreciate push. That. Because seriously, like, there there has been no greater reward in my like in my career or like in my personal life than like being able to. Like people, like whenever people see me, like friends, family, it's like they just want to know about like what we're doing. Love that, like, and it's it's wild to think about. Let's go, dude. I appreciate that. But like, and it, it's in order to build that trust from you guys, though. I feel like one key aspect of it for you guys to have that belief is you have to see it in the leader. Mm-hmm. You have to see them putting in just as much. If no, 100%. not not only just as much more than what you are in order to feel like, okay, this is somebody I want to get behind. If you're putting in all this time and the person leading you is out on trips or like gone at 2 PM on on the, on the daily, like that doesn't give you the confidence to keep pushing. I still remember the first time that I was working on a video and just got like wrapped up. Sometimes I just get like in, in tunnel vision. Yep. yep. And uh, I still remember the first time you're like, you were shutting off lights, walking on your way out and you're like, like, hey, you still finishing up? And I was like, like, yeah. I was like, and then you left. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I beat Dane here yeah. today. <laughs> uh, 
that's I, I just love it, dude. Like, yeah, you can even ask Kenzie, anybody in my family, like, this is night and day. You know, it, it almost gets to the dangerous point of like too much work and not enough life balance. But mm-hmm. it's like it's this this isn't work. This is like pure joy. See, Every single day I, is different. I really think you have to take advantage of that while you can. And one day, you know, I'd like to have a family. I know Absolutely. you would as well. Yeah. And one day when when it's time to go like to leave early and take pick up the kids or when it's time to go celebrate an anniversary, it's mm-hmm. like I'd rather have this time that I can sort of store it away so that I can yep. do the things that I want to do later. Exactly. And now that I'm a little bit older, that it becomes blatantly clear to me. But you're still young too, like 30. Like, yeah. And look at how quickly things are happening. So like yeah. the goal is to like, let's put the time in now when we're young, in our late 20s, early 30s, and you start to realize how long five years is. Mm-hmm. And how much work you can get done and what you can build in five years. For those listening, Viper's been around for three years. I think like this July will be three years yeah. marked. Look at what we've done in three years. Yeah. We haven't even been around for five years yet. Imagine what we can do in another five years. You'd be 35. Yeah. Okay. And you have a team of 15 people underneath you. And now you can take that time off that you want to build a family or to go to your kid's basketball game or to pick your kids up from work. And there's no doubt from anybody that mm-hmm. you're not putting the time in. If you yeah. just leave one day and go get your kids, who cares? Yeah. You know, you worked your ass off to get there. Mm-hmm. I look at all you guys as founders too. Yeah. All you, everybody here in the beginning stages are founders. Like, and you're going to be treated like that as we continue to grow also. You know, yeah, and that comes with a ton of uh, one responsibilities. Obviously, as you're as you're growing, but uh, huge advantages in the future also. Yeah, you know, yep. when you have this ginormous team underneath you, and you know you're going to just board meetings. It's more it's more meetings oh, and operate. <laughs> I won't be going to board meetings. <laughs> but um, no, dude, I just love what we're doing. Anyone listening, like if you are in the beginning stages of whatever you are building or whatever you're passionate about, again, it doesn't need to be a business. You could be you could want to be, have a huge passion for video. Yep. That doesn't mean you have to start a business. What makes you unique in video? Again, like can we talked. Find a way to express that through a brand. Exactly. Can yeah. you hop on a hop on a company coming up? It doesn't even need to be a startup, but I would recommend it to be because then you could advance much quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, um, are you passionate in cars? Are you passionate on like I don't know? It could be anything. Basketball. Make videos. Like what? drives you or like if you're at a nine to five right now and I ask you the question like what can't you wait to do when you get home mm-hmm. that's what you should focus on and if you can't figure out what you're excited to do when you get home I think it's important to just start trying stuff try it go, go take a karate lesson for a week yeah go, I don't know fly a fly a plane or something put your put your phone down like put your phone down and go do this stuff yeah every I feel like everybody's got something where they're like, I want to, I want to try something new, Yep. you know, or like, Oh, that would be cool to try. That would be cool to try. Try it. Go do it. If you're passionate about it and you can't wait to continue to do it more, then clearly that's what you need to do. I mean, I could talk about this all day. I love this shit. Yeah, this I is, know. I know. This is um, my life. Like any, uh, we've been ending with a, like a nice little takeaway or yep. something that people can practically yep. use tomorrow. You got anything off the top of your head? Um, do you? Maybe we can frame it from like the. I have two takeaways. Okay, let's hear them. I got two. 
the because the main purpose of this podcast is I want to be able to relate to those that were in my shoes. Okay. And that are in like the startup days or wherever they are. So my one key takeaway is if you are building a business or building a career or whatever it is, and you aren't where you want to be, don't be discouraged. I know it's dark. I know it's scary. I know there's a lot of emotion behind it. Like a lot of dark days, you might be extremely lonely, but have that vision of where you want to be. If you don't know where you're going, how are you ever going to get there? How will you ever know if you ever get there? If you don't know where you want to be, it's like driving a car and not having an end mission. So know where you want to be. Know where you want to be and continue to push every single day. I'm not talking so, two days a week. I'm talking every single day, whether it's an hour or 10 hours. You have to become 1% better every single day at getting closer to that end goal. So we're making this as practical as po- as possible, right? Okay. I want to make this like that you could wake up tomorrow okay. and write it down on a piece of paper. Yep. So tomorrow morning, they wake up. Take out the notebook that they got yep. sit next to their bed. How do they start envisioning where they want to be? I would say write down, describe in a notebook where you want to be. Type it on your notes on your phone. In five years, what do you want to be driving? Do you want to have a wife or a husband? Do you want to have kids? What house do you want to live in? What company, what does your company look like if you're building a company? What does your career look like if you're building your career? Um, do you have boys? Do you have girls? Like, do you have employees? What's your business name going to be? Envision it, build it out to where you can map it out again, because without that end goal, where are you going? You're just driving and you will never know if you ever reach that goal because you don't have it. You're just driving around. So you have to know where you want to go and slowly, but surely that's going to change. It's going to change over time. That end goal is going to be, okay, maybe I don't want kids. You know, maybe I don't want to get married. Uh, maybe I don't want to run a business. It's always going to change, but you have to have it in order to start. Mm -hmm. So find that end goal of what drives you. And, um, every single day you have to work towards it every single day. It's gotta be Monday, Monday to Sunday. Or would it be Monday, Monday, Monday to Sunday, like 1% better at that craft, at that skill, at whatever you're building every single day. That's it. Whether you're reading a book or whether yeah. you're learning a new okay. skill or whether you're building out That's your business plan I know or I would website. like to say if anybody doubts Dane's ability, we've quite frequently on road trips drive to a location in Appleton where <laughs> they're building a large warehouse and Dane will roll down all the windows and park in the back of this construction site because they're still building it. Yeah. And these are massive warehouses. They're, they're huge. They're, 250 square thousand square feet and there's two of them and he'll point to specific bays and go oh yeah they'll be loading up viper energies right here and over on the other side will be all of our fabrication and production yeah so it's a clear vision it's a clear vision like but you have to do that so find something that inspires you if it's a house if it's like a neighborhood that you want to live in if it's a building that i still drive by that building every single morning yeah every single morning and again it doesn't mean that it's that building we're going to move into but that inspires me yeah i want something like it's, that it is the vision of what you would like to have correct. in your life correct that's where i want to build viper we're in a 40,000 45,000 square foot facility right now i want to get us to a 200,000 square foot facility yeah like i don't care where it is like I envision what it looks like. It's got to be brand new. I don't care where it is, mm-hmm. but we're going to get there. Yeah. You know, have that end goal and continue to chase towards it because 
um, what happens then is you're going to hit it. You're going to get to that that goal, whether it's a year or five years or 10 years, and then you'll continue to expand that goal. Okay, now that you hit that, expand it out to where you want to, now where do you want to be? You just got what you wanted. And you got me thinking now. Literally, yeah. like where do you want to be? Yeah. Like what is your, envision what it looks like. Envision the team members. Mm-hmm. Do you have different departments? Like, yeah, it's it's just like you have to picture that of what you want in order to ever get there. Yeah, you know. And the first actionable step is to write it down. And then what I'll I would also do too, if if you are at a nine to five, like truly deep down, ask yourself, do you enjoy that nine to five? Some people do. Some people love being an entrepreneur, and there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. It's fine being comfortable, but then don't complain with being comfortable. Or don't be pissed at other mm-hmm. people that are building something or be jealous or envy because you can do it too. Yeah. So if you're comfortable with where you're at, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're not and you're doing stuff like you were doing where every single second that you had, you would go work on this other thing, then clearly I would chase that passion. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a drive there. Yeah. So like while you're writing down your vision, also write down like what inspires you? What's What's your passion? What do you love to do? Is it a hobby? And then I would, I would like try to cultivate like what you could build out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, is it an Instagram page? Like who do you want to collab with? Um, like start videos. Are going to start talking about it? Like bring your own unique style to it. You know, like I look at, I look at, I, I talk with Kenzie about this all the time. She's, she does uh, lashes. She does esthetician. So she has her esthetician license. It's like facial stuff, okay. you know. Um, and she's she's got this craft. Like she's good. And she used to be at a nine to five. Mm-hmm. And she was just getting dragged out. Like it was the same thing over and over. And she was at the point that you were at where she's like, there's more there's to more. this. Like yeah. that nine to five, she didn't have any growth in it. The environment sucked. Like the company wasn't growing. And she was like, I want to do my own thing and build what I envision. Mm-hmm. And she took the leap of faith. And two years later, she has her own studio, her own facility. That's so cool. Like, and she's crushing it. And she's just getting started too. Like, there's copious amounts of room for growth. She hit where she wanted to be. Now she has that next next level where she wants to go. Yeah. You know, and that continues to evolve over and over and over again. Yeah. Find your passion. Stick to it. Like, build out a roadmap. Build out a game plan of what you want to do to execute that. And it's crazy how life works because as you continue to push and go to tunnel vision, things slowly but surely start to fall into place. Take you, for example. They okay? do. It, t- it might take a while, but it's, it might. it's on its way. And you never know. So take an opportunity, take a risk, take a chance. Your parents thought you were crazy when you joined Viper. And like somebody listening, your parents are probably going to think you're crazy if you take a risk, but they were risk adverse when they, in their generation, it's yeah. a little bit different now. Yeah. Find your passion and go. That's it. There you go. Do you it. have anything? I got nothing to add. Nothing. I'll add some more stuff next time. I got plenty of stuff to say. I, I thought also, I had two takeaways. You do. Does right. forget what was the other one? one? Two. Yeah. I want to give a huge shout out to Mike Stud too. Okay. Go if ahead. he's listening. Yeah. Or we can take him in this. Mike Stud makes some of the the sickest hats. This is uh, Stevenson's Ranch. This one, I it's got a deer in it. If you look at it, I didn't know it. No. But it was called Deer Anatomy, and I didn't know it had a deer in it until I got it. But I thought it was a sick trucker head. Second key takeaway is this podcast was brought to you by Viper Energy. Viper Energy 
is and will be the cleanest energy drink on the market. It will be launching on May 17th. It has no artificial flavoring, no artificial sweeteners, and no preservatives. It has vitamin C, vitamin B1, B6, B9, B12, D3. It has magnesium, zinc, and it also has all nine essential amino acids. Not only that, the caffeine is all natural. It is 98% green tea extract, and that is topped with L-theanine. L-theanine is a nootropic, and it gets you absolutely focused. This will give you the energy you need to go all in without the crash. May 17th, shop viperenergy.com. That's V-Y-P-E-R, energy.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next episode. See you next episode.